when you allow yourself to use the humanizing language, you increase the hurt, the experience of pain and suffering for you, and you also create harm for the other person. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach who's devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. Thank you so much for being here in your weekly mini workshop where you bring awareness to your communication and learn tools to express yourself with clarity, confidence, and compassion. Today, I have a juicy episode about conscious communication and conflicts. And specifically, it's something that I have not learned from any of my communication teachers. And that's very important to know, because when you learn about what I'm going to teach you today, you are going to be equipped to reduce the number of conflicts you have with others. At least, that is what happened for me when I learned about this. And that's what happened to many of my clients when I teach them what I'm going to share with you today. Now, before we go into the nitty gritty of this episode, I'd like to ask you that if you are enjoying your weekly mini workshop on conscious communication, that is to say, if you're enjoying the Language Alchemy podcast, please leave me a review on the platform of your choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcast. When you give me a review and you let others know about how this podcast is supporting your conscious communication and your harmonious relationships, then other people can also benefit from the same tools that are useful for you. So as soon as you end listening to this episode, please leave me a review. Thank you so much. And now let's go into this episode. So open your mind and your heart and get ready to learn. I'm sure you've had experiences in life when you have practices that help you feel a sense of oneness with others. When you feel it in your heart and body that you and other beings, especially other human beings, are non-separate. Sometimes this happens in workshops and retreats when people are sharing about their human experience and you feel that sense of human universality. Or sometimes it happens in practices like yoga and meditation. And you get to understand that even though others' circumstances are different from yours, and even though you are a unique human being, you have a deep sense of connection with others. You don't think about it. You sense it. There's a visceral and energetic knowing that you and other human beings are interconnected. 
Sometimes this happens when you are in love with someone that you feel that way, or when you hold a newborn, or you watch a baby, and you feel this experience of union and unity. In the traditions I study and I'm drawn to practice, this sense of non-separateness, of union and connection with others is called non-duality. You are still you and the other person is still themselves. You're not literally one being, but you are intrinsically connected and non-separate. In these moments, you feel a confluence of feelings and states. You have a sense of harmony and peace. You are relaxed and open. You feel safe and trusting. And there's an inner knowing that we are completely equal. We are humans with needs and desires, abilities and limitations, capacities and longings. In this space, we are very present to our innate quality of empathy. And in fact, if a neuroscientist were to analyze our brain waves, our breath, and our heartbeats when we are having these experiences, they would find that we are in sync. If you've had these experiences, and if you listen to the Language Alchemy podcast, most likely you've had so many of these experiences. But if you have these experiences, then you know how blissful this is. In this experience of non-duality, all flows between you and the other person, the other human being. Your communication flows, you let your words out freely when they are needed, and you're equally content enjoying silence. It's really a beautiful, spacious experience. And because we are human, and we live in a reality where our experiences change and fluctuate, we're not consistently experiencing this sense of non-duality with others. Now, especially when something happens, like when the other person does or says something that you don't like, or you feel hurt by, or when they don't do something you wanted, expected, or hoped that they would do. Oh no, when that happens, that experience of non-duality seems to disappear from our awareness and we struggle to communicate. In today's episode, I am going to reveal what exactly happens. When someone does or says something we either don't like or feel uncomfortable with or are displeased by, we react. And this usually happens very quickly. We react by using language in our internal dialogue, in our minds. And depending on the degree of our dislike or discomfort or hurt or dissatisfaction, we say things to ourselves that puts us and the other in an oppositional stance. So instead of experiencing the union, the connection, the non-separateness, that sense of human universality, we now experience that we are in opposition. We separate the other person from us. We make them into an opposite. And when we experience that we are in opposition, 
we create what in psychology is called a self-other split. So, for example, if your partner is driving fast in a way that's uncomfortable for you while you are on the passenger seat, then the self-other split in your mind uses language like, I am a cautious and safe driver. You are dangerous, reckless, and you don't care about my own safety. So see, you put yourself and your partner in opposite extremes. Or let's say that it's your birthday and your dad didn't call you, didn't send you a card, didn't send you a gift, didn't do anything to acknowledge your birthday. And because you feel hurt, because he didn't do something you were hoping he would do, in your mind, you use language like, I am caring, loving, and always remember his birthday. My dad only cares about himself. He is narcissistic and he never remembers me. When you speak to yourself in a language that creates a self-other split in your mind, you often describe yourself as good and you describe the other person as bad. In other words, you see yourself as a victim and you describe the other person as the oppressor. And when this happens, in your mind, you create an enemy image of the other person. When you have an enemy image of the other person, one of the most common things that happens is that you use dehumanizing language in your mind to describe that other person. For example, a client of mine shared that when her husband was upset with her, he would call her poisonous snake. Another client of mine told me that when he was young, his dad would spank him and call him vicious animal. I've heard other clients describe a colleague as a scary monster, a boss as a coward rat, and their children as blood-sucking pigs. I am sharing this with you to understand that if you do this, you're not the only one. The people who work with me, like you, they're loving, caring, and compassionate. Like you, they're good people. This habit is common and it is tragic. Why? Because when you use dehumanizing language to talk about another human being who, like you, has capacities and limitations, beautiful qualities and shortcomings, you treat that person in ways that are in complete conflict with your own values. So you say hurtful things, you communicate in harmful ways, you may behave unskillfully and even aggressively. And what is even more painful is that when you use dehumanizing language to describe the other person, you are quick to condemn their behaviors and their communication. And you are also quick to condone and justify your hurtful communication and harmful behaviors. And that 
is heartbreaking. When you allow yourself to use the humanizing language, you increase the hurt, the experience of pain and suffering for you, and you also create harm for the other person. And then, if you voice this dehumanizing language to talk about this person with others, you affirm your enemy image of them, your oppositional stance, and you may even try to recruit others to be on your side and against the other, and even encourage them to be unkind, hurtful, or harmful towards the other. Can you see how tragic this is? That we do this in our relationships with the people we love, we work with, we live with, we create with? At a larger scale, when I studied how genocides happened, I always saw that those who carried out the genocide began by consistently using dehumanizing language towards another group. Yes, harm at a massive scale. And when I realized that I did this as well in my own life, in my own relationships, I committed to watching myself and paying attention to my internal language when Ever, I described to myself who someone was when they did something I didn't like, I was uncomfortable with, or felt hurt by. Out of this commitment, I established a practice of not allowing myself to use dehumanizing language. That's right. I do not allow myself to use dehumanizing language in my interaction with others, but especially in my own internal dialogue. And my request is that you consider having a similar commitment for yourself as well. So this is what I have not learned from any communication teacher I studied with. That this self-other split, making an enemy out of the other, is what usually exists at the beginning of many conflicts. And that dehumanizing language creates conflict and justifies harm. Yes, depending on what words you use in your mind or with others to describe the person you have a conflict with, you fight with them. That is to say, You blame them, you put them down, you use accusatory language, you make fun of them, you communicate defensively, or you communicate in ways to protect you from this enemy. So for example, you block them, you ghost them, you stop communicating, and you shut down all kind of contact. And of course, none of these actions are going to lead to a satisfactory or sustainable resolution of the conflict. None of these actions are going to inspire the other person to do something different or to communicate differently with you. And do you know what? 
It doesn't have to be that way. Many of my clients who, like you, as I shared earlier, are loving, caring, and compassionate adults have come to me to learn to communicate with kindness, maturity, and confidence during conflicts with others. Many of them realize that they have the habit of using dehumanizing language because, as I shared earlier, it's very common. And when they understand the impact and they see how using dehumanizing language generates communication and behavior that is completely contrary to their relational values, they learn new ways of communicating that are not only skillful and mature, but that are actually more authentic and that lead to resolution of conflicts in a more compassionate, healthy, and sustainable way. So I'm going to leave you with a piece of homework here. This week, notice when you take an oppositional stance. When in your mind, you make this self-other split in which you call yourself good and the other bad. When you end up making an enemy image of them and maybe even using dehumanizing language in your internal dialogue. And when you notice that, connect to the fact that this other person did or said something that you didn't like or that you felt hurt by. Or they didn't do or they didn't say something that you were hoping for. Then, once you notice this, bring to mind your relational values. And if you don't know what your relational values are, do not worry, I got you covered. You can listen to podcast number 90, which is titled A Must Have Communication Tool to Transform Your Life and Relationships. Yes, that's podcast episode number 90 and learn about your relational values. Once you connect to your relational values, choose to communicate in alignment with those values. And please, if you are having lots of conflicts, if you now know that you do have the habit of using dehumanizing language, of creating an enemy image in your mind, having that oppositional stance, and having a language that makes you good and the other bad, the self-other split, then get support to work on this. If you would like my support, if you would like to learn how to communicate with clarity, confidence, and compassion when you have a conflict with the most important people in your life, then reach out and let's have an initial consultation where you can learn some communication tools that you can put into practice right away and talk about whether it would be beneficial for you to have a three, six, or nine-month transformative communication coaching program with me. In that consultation, you'll learn a lot about yourself. You can go to languagealchemy.com to find out more. And now let's recap what you've heard in this episode. Today, we talked about how so many conflicts start as a reaction of what someone does, says, or doesn't do or say. And specifically, 
how this reaction that happens in our mind, in our internal dialogue, describes the person who did something we felt affected by or didn't do something we were hoping for, how this language separates us from the other person in such a way that we create a self-other split in our internal dialogue. And when this happens, we take an oppositional stance and we see the other as our enemy. And when we see the other as our enemy, we use dehumanizing language that leads us to justify treating the other as an enemy and causing harm. We talked about how this habit doesn't just cause harm for the other, it creates harms for you as well. At the end, I left you with a piece of homework and encouraged you to get support. Remember, you are a loving and compassionate adult who's needed as such by your family, your community, and our precious human family. Now, if you're enjoying the Language Alchemy podcast, please leave me a review on the platform of your choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapo. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.